sat on the couch, ate a simple dinner, was just keeping a real close eye on it. I could see that like it had bled some, but it looked like it was gonna like, like it was holding. I went ahead and called the emergency line at that point, cause it was kind of late. And one of the fellows called me back. He was really nice. And he told me, you're doing everything right. Just also apply manual pressure to the glands for a solid 15 minutes. So I was like, okay, cool. So I just watched reels on my phone, applied manual pressure and things did die down. Now, since that dying down, I haven't had any more like, you know, breakthrough bleeding or dripping on the floor or anything gross like that, but I have, it has continued to bleed. Uh, it's just been a lot more manageable. It's just been kind of like, you know, just manageable, just not, not anything that's really become a mess, but you know, you got to keep an eye on it. And then kind of what I'm, what I'm noticing happens is that like, like yesterday I wore my dick to the left the whole day. And I think the dick kind of, it bleeds and then it settles in that position and then it doesn't really bleed. And then, you know, when I wake up, I'm like, okay, like I should probably wear my dick to the right today. And you know, because you don't want like you know have like a permanent fold in your dick or anything from wearing it to a certain side for days i don't know how long it would take for that to happen but i'm just like i want to mix it up so i noticed this morning when i mixed it up and i turned it to the right side kind of right and up you know but it's like the bleeding kind of started again but all things said and done uh the surgeon said that you know this one can be a bleeder. It's normal for it to bleed and ooze. So just tolerate that for a couple days and it should die down. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that by the end of today, the bleeding is pretty much subsided and that tomorrow I can feel really comfortable just going on about my business because I really want to get back out of this Airbnb and exploring California and having a good time because it's so fucking beautiful here and the weather's great. I want to get out. I hate being inside. So I'll let you guys know how it goes in a few days. I'm not expecting to take any pain meds. Uh, my post-op appointment is like in a week from today and they're just gonna take out a few stitches and then I'm gonna fly to Florida and hang out there for a week uh, before I go back home to Toronto. So just a couple other little points regarding glands. When they say no eating or drinking after midnight the night before, that also means water. And you're probably like, yeah, duh. No eating or drinking, drinking, drinking water. Water is drinking, don't drink water. I've totally fucked this up and here's why. Because I think about intermittent fasting a lot. Sometimes I do intermittent fasting. I have mixed feelings and outcomes on it. So I'm always kind of back and forth with it. But regardless, the time I've spent dealing with that in my life has like programmed my brain that fasting equals yes to water because you can always drink water while you're doing your intermittent fast so when the doctors were like yeah just fast after midnight i was like oh yeah cool no worries yeah i'm gonna drink water also when i had stage one i was able to drink that bowel prep stuff right up until surgery and i remember i was drinking it i forget why but i remember they okayed it so i was drinking that stuff i remember i was like peeing right up until i went into the operating room Nobody expressed any concern whatsoever. As a result of that bowel prep, I was very dehydrated. They had a lot of problems with my IV. It took like two nurses trying several IV points, failing, and then being really embarrassed. <laughs> and then the anesthesiologist was like, fuck this, I'll do your IV. He ended up jamming it in this spot of my hand and honestly i've been having like major tendonitis issues right here that i think is related 
that sucks. I'm still dealing with that. But so in my mind, the morning of glands, I was like, don't go to surgery dehydrated. You don't want problems with your IV. So I'm drinking a bottle of water on the way there. I waltz in to the operating or, you know, to the office with a bottle of water in my hand. First thing out of Lisa's mouth is like, uh, you haven't been drinking that, have you? And I was like, uh, yeah. So she kind of acted like, oh, you might not be having surgery today. And I was like, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, stay everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Inside, I just felt like, yeah, I'm having surgery today. It's fine. And I'm glad I didn't panic because obviously I had surgery and it was fine. But what that amounted to was the anesthesiologist just having to like have an extra check-in with me and say, hey, um, there's just a little bit of extra risk of aspiration when somebody has like consumed food or beverage before surgery. I guess it can like come up and then go into the lungs and then you can get pneumonia and it can be like a nasty thing. So they need you to sign off on that extra level of risk. What it also means is for them to mitigate that risk, they do something where they have to put like extra pressure on your neck while you're in surgery. So my throat was quite sore waking up from surgery, which is not normal for me. It was sore yesterday. It was a little sore this morning. So like it's getting better and better, but you know, this is all probably besides the point for most people. Most of you are just gonna say, most of you are just gonna read the instructions of like, don't eat or drink and you're just not gonna eat or drink and it's gonna be fine. But if you are that person, it's like, forgets that also means water. Don't drink water and avoid that little bit of hassle I had to go through. Um, however, overall, not a huge deal. The surgery overall looks good. I'm really excited for the next stage of like connecting and relating to my dick once glands has happened because you know, before glands, it's just a bit of a tube and I'm really excited for it to start taking more shape. Yo guys, what's up? It's Keaton Cash back with Mod Club. I am back in beautiful San Francisco. This time I'm staying in a little suburb, I guess, called Richmond. It's uh, northeast of like the main San Francisco area. And so I've got this beautiful Airbnb with all this beautiful scenery behind me. Um, I am here recovering from glands. So I had glands two days ago. Let's talk about it. It's an outpatient procedure with Chen and Bunky. To be specific, I always say Chen and Bunky. Chen is not involved in glands. I don't know if he would be if I had had UL or not, but Dr. Watt did my glands. It's an outpatient procedure. Um, they actually don't take you into the hospital for glands. They just do it. They actually have their own operating office, like right next door to the Bunky clinic. Uh, where you would have gone during stage one. If you did all of that, you're familiar with, with that office. And then they have like an operating room just down the hall. So you check in there. It's an hour, hour and a half surgery. They wake you up. You know, I had somebody lined up in town, a local trans guy named Lee, who's really great and helpful. He was there to discharge me, but honestly, they didn't even check. And I just walked out on my own. I drove to the surgery on my own in a rental car parked at, in the hospital parking. Lee met me, but I always do really well under anesthesia, so I'm lucky that way. I just drove myself. Uh, I drove me, myself and Lee. We went out and had lunch on a patio. We walked through a store, and then I just drove him home, and then I just drove myself back to Richmond. I was totally fine. It was no big deal. Uh, I had zero pain on that first day. You know, they must give some sort of pain med in the anesthesia or something because I felt nothing. Pain kicked in the second day, uh, just at the graft site though. So they do a split thickness graft off your hip and that gives them some tissue to cover the part uh, where they sort of cut away at your dick and create a ridge. So they cover that up with a, a very small skinny 
skin graft from your hip. So more moving tissue around and that kind of sucks, but it's just split thickness. It's not full thickness. On day two, I had pain and today is technically day three. Uh, there's still pain in the graft, but it's not significant. I was tempted yesterday to like pop a Tylenol, but I actually didn't. So I, I'm just gonna get through this without any pain meds. Um, the pain in the graft is already less today than it was yesterday. So that's positive. The healing care instructions from Dr. Watt were this. Don't shower for two days, take it easy for two days. And then after two days, shower, soap and water, everything's fine. Um, there's some zero form on the ridge of your dick and there's some special tape, I forget what they call it, uh, over the graft site. But yeah, I can just shower over all of that. And he said, and however much activity you feel capable of doing, just do it. Just basically go back to life as you feel comfortable at the pace that you feel comfortable going back to regular life at. So I assume that means working out, activities, whatever. So that's really great. Excited, looking forward to that tomorrow. In terms of like propping your dick and all that sort of stuff, you know, they give you some gauze, they give you some mesh underwear, uh, they tell you that propping for those couple of days while you're taking it easy is good just, you know, because this is the bloodiest surgery I've ever had to deal with. So I don't remember the detail exactly, but I know when I woke up from the surgery, I think I maybe went pee or something. I came back and then I was like, oh, there was a lot of blood. I it, like some blood started dripping on the ground and I was like not expecting that. One of the nurses came in to check on me and I told her, so she had me wait for Dr. Watt to come in and talk to me. So. He took a look, he cleaned everything up, gave me new gauze, new underwear, and told me, yeah, this surgery can be a bit of a bleeder. So I was like, okay, cool. Once he cleaned me up and all that, and I put on new stuff, it seemed okay. And driving back to San Francisco, having lunch, walking through the store, taking Lee home, everything was fine. Luckily, it waited to start bleeding on me until I got back to my Airbnb, but it started bleeding a lot when I got back and I wasn't really prepared for that. This Airbnb is mostly carpet too, so I felt really trapped to like the bathroom and the kitchen, which had tiles because what was happening was like, you know, it was bleeding right through the gauze and of course through the mesh and then dripping on the floor. And I was like, oh shit, like I wasn't really prepared with the kind of supplies I needed to deal with that, but I did get through it okay. And what's happening, I guess, from talking more to the surgeon staff is that there's what they call a skin edge that's kind of just open as default of like their roll-up technique to create the glands. So those real tiny vessels sometimes just have a hard time to stop bleeding. And it's not anything dangerous. It's not like you're gonna bleed out or anything like that, but it's annoying and you know, you gotta deal with it. So it bled through, it leaked on the floor, I cleaned it all up, reset myself, and then it did it again. And then I had to do the whole thing again. And then when it came time to time number three, I kind of, I had one roll of gauze because at the surgery center, they just gave you, they give you those square, those square packs of gauze. But I had brought one roll from home that I had left over. I wrapped the whole roll around my dick, propped it up, put on tighter real briefs that held my dick up better. Hey, quick update that we've been busy uploading tons of products to our Mod Club store at clubftm.com backslash shop. We've added most of the products from TransGuy Supply, including all of their packers, STPs, Cake Bandit packing briefs and boxers, which are really great. Everything from Transthetics, like the Hot Rod and Lollipop, plus specialty items from queer-owned and operated shops like Come As You Are in Toronto, Canada, and Early to Bed in Chicago. 
uh, amongst many more I'm not naming. So we're uploading products there all the time to help you find everything in one convenient place. Head on over to clubftm.com backslash shop. When you start your search there and then purchase from the merchants, we get a small commission, the merchants get paid, and you get something you want. So it's a win-win all around and helps us continue to host this site and content. Now back to the show. 